Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I am honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm so excited to share the last episode of 2019 with you all. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their stories and life experiences with you all in the hopes to help more people to find their true purpose and meaning to life. Today I have such an incredible guest that I am super excited to share with you all. Her name is Heather Monahan and she is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur and founder of Boss in Hills. Having successfully climbed the corporate ladder for nearly 20 years, Heather Monahan is one of the few women to break the glass ceiling and claim her spot in the C-suite. As a chief revenue officer in media, Heather is a glass ceiling award winner, named one of the most influential women in radio in 2017 and Thrive Global named her a limit-breaking female founder in 2018. Heather's new book, Confidence Creator, shot to number one on Amazon's business biographies and business motivation list the first week it debuted on Amazon. She's a confidence expert and is currently working with Fortune 500 companies and professional sports to develop confidence in the workplace and on the court. In this episode, Heather shares her story, then talks a lot on the topics of confidence, sales, law of attraction, and taking action even when we don't feel like it. Her energy and presence is so vibrant and powerful so be sure to listen with an open mind and an open heart and let's get straight into the last episode of 2019. Hey Heather, thank you so much for being on the Purposeful Mindset podcast with me today. I am super grateful to have you on the show and I genuinely really resonate with your message, with your content, and I've only started following you really recently because I found you actually through Gary Vee's podcast. And I was like, wow, how the heck did this person get Gary Vee to be her first guest on her podcast? That's super inspiring for me personally. Following Gary for like over five years now, it's been a journey for me in itself. So I connect with everyone he connects with, and I genuinely learn from all the people that I'm surrounding myself with today. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking out this time to be on my podcast, to share your story with everyone. And just to see where this conversation takes us, because we both have one thing in common, and that is confidence. And that is one of the things that the kind of theme of, I guess, this whole episode is going to be. But could you please introduce yourself to all my listeners and just start off by just sharing a little bit of your journey? Because I know what listening to your your TEDx talk was absolutely amazing, by the way, and I loved it. I really resonate with your story, but I, I want you to share your your wisdom with the listeners. Sure. So I was most recently in corporate America for 20 years. I had reached the highest level in corporate America. I was in the C-suite. I was a chief revenue officer responsible for hundreds of millions of dollars, thousands of employees. I had just been named one of the most influential women in radio. I've done a really, really good job. And when the CEO I worked for for 14 years became ill, he elevated his daughter to replace him and she fired me immediately. And I had a one-year non-compete, non-solicitation. So I couldn't go back to the industry that I had worked in for two decades that I was an expert in and that I had a huge contact and network in. And I had to take a moment to say, what do I want to do? And how am I going to pay my bills? And I'm a single mom. And it was really hard and scary, but I decided ultimately to write 
and self-published my first book, Confidence Creator, which Trump Trump for number one in business biographies on Amazon the first week it came out. I then started speaking to promote my book, but I had been speaking in corporate America for 20 years, but I didn't know people got paid to speak. So really quickly, my speaking business took off. I got picked up by GDA speakers, Big Speed, Carrie Walker Speaker Agency, APB, all the speaker bureaus picked me up. And I connected with my agent and then I really started leaning into the speaking business. Then I just wrote my second book, which I have not published yet. And I signed on with Podcast One to launch my show, Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan. That launched in May. Gary Vee was my first guest. And then I just gave my first TEDx talk, which just came out a couple of days ago. That's amazing. I love it. And do you know one thing that you mentioned in your TEDx talk that I actually want you to go into, if you don't mind? Did you say there's one thing that you that you mentioned, and I was really curious to know because you said it's you're probably going to share it in your next TEDx talk. But you said you had a life, you had a life cutout version of yourself in your living room. What was? I'm curious to know. What was? Would Would you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I have a life size cutout of me. I'm actually looking at it right now, and. Um, <laughs> You know, the concept for this, I came up with this idea years ago. First of all, if you're going to be like everyone else in business, you're not going to get anywhere. And I've been in sales and sales leadership my entire life, my entire career. So I need to be different in order to be heard. There's a lot of noise out there in media and in business. And to get people's attention is challenging if you just take the typical approach. Most people just send an email or maybe they'll leave a voicemail trying to get a meeting. Well, that's not going to work in this environment that we're currently in. So one of the ways I differentiated myself in business is I used to have to try to get meetings with the CEO of Budweiser or the CEO of you know Geico Insurance or Merrill Lynch or who, whatever major brand that I was trying to track down because I wanted to crack that business and I wanted my media company to represent them and, and get our unfair share. So getting to the ultimate decision maker is critical in achieving massive success. And that's been a key to my success. So I decided to start differentiating myself by approaching people in new and different ways. And one of the ways that I had a tremendous amount of success, and I still do, is I send people life-size cutouts myself, not to everybody, but a good example was in January, I was trying to get on the Steve Harvey show. I wanted to expand my reach. And I had met with the producers. They loved me. They wanted to have me on. And then crickets, nothing. I never heard back. So I sent them a life-size cutout of me with my book and a note that said, I know it's fun to have the cutout there, but I promise I'm a lot more fun when I'm there in person. When am I coming on the show? And immediately they called me back and said, oh my gosh, that was such a great (laughs) idea. I love that. I totally forgot, Heather, about you. Okay, let's get this scheduled. And so, you know, it's all about trying to come up with creative different ideas that separate you from the pack. And it doesn't have to be a life-size cutout. I mean, I've called people and left rap music on their voicemail and said, you know, when you want to rock out with somebody, you know, I'm the one that's going to be there having a fun time with you, getting you hyped up, call me back. we got to talk. You know, I just do different kinds of things to get people's attention, depending on the environment, the situation and what my goal is. And a lot of times it works. Uh, you know what? That story really reminds me of an event I went to here in London. And have you heard of a guy called Stephen Bartlett? 
He yeah. is the founder and CEO of a company called Social Chain, which is like a massive social uh, social media agency. Um, similar to VaynerMedia, but I guess way more smaller, but he is like one of the biggest in Europe at the moment. And anyway, at that event one day, he was sharing a similar story to that. And it was about a guy that sent him, like, you know, he gets, you get loads of mail when you're in business or when you run a company, you get lots of mail that comes through. So most of the time, you know, they don't even go through it, it gets sorted and other people just throw it, throw it in the bin or whatever happens to it. But this one particular person sent a gold envelope and like inside the gold envelope was also their book, a lot, uh, you know, a bit about their biography, and basically them wanting to wanting him to be on their podcast because he's he's super hard to get hold of, and he has his own podcast which is doing really well. But it was so hard to get him on his podcast. So this person just came out with this really creative idea of just sending him a gold envelope that looks really fancy, put their book inside it, and and did all this amazing thing just to catch his attention. And sure. I think most of the time those things that are really different as you said and unique those are what catches people's attention because everybody's doing the same thing as you said there's so much noise social media is full of content about confidence and taking action you know it's just everywhere everybody talks about the same thing but in their own unique way so I love that you spoke about that but one other thing I wanted to kind of I wanted to hear from you actually is how did you get to the level of mindset that that you have right now because a lot of people that I know personally they they overthink too much they stress too much about things in their life. Most of the time, they're not happy with what they're doing. So how can someone actually cultivate the mindset that me and you have today, which is like one that's super like ambitious, passionate about what we do. We are driven every single day. We start our day with gratitude. Those are some of the things that kind of drive me on a daily basis. And of course, my why as well. But for you, what's some of the things that you can share with the listeners that you do on a daily basis to to keep that mindset going fire the villains from your life when you get rid of negative people from your life your perspective will change instantly that's just a fact and sometimes it's hard because those people might be in your family and if that's the case you've got to create boundaries but put yourself first that is not selfish that is selfless because the better you feel and the better version of you that you show up as every day the more everyone around you is going to benefit right so stop seeing it as oh it's so selfish for me to take care of myself to go to the gym to to be with my friends to do something I love and start making you a priority and what your needs and wants are and that really starts with getting rid of the negative people that are trying to pull you down and hold you back. That is a huge shift when, when you make that happen. You mentioned gratitude, focusing on gratitude. Even if you just do it for 30 days, watch the difference in the way that you think, how it affects people around you. It's, gratitude is so incredibly powerful and it's so incredibly simplistic. One of the things that I've done in the past year that's been a big change for me is I've written out what my goals are as if they've already happened. Mm. And I read them over at least one time per day. I'm committed to this and feeling how positive I feel that I've already, that my TED talk is already out before I'd given it. And I have 50 million views and it went amazing. You know, and I read about that every day. And wouldn't you know, my TED talk ends up going amazing. We're not at 50 million views yet. However, I won't be shocked if we get there. And people will say to me, that's crazy. There's only one TED Talk in the world with 50 million views. Okay, well, maybe it's time now for two. You know, who's to say how big or audacious your goals are? 
write them down, create them, start visualizing them and surround yourself with people that want to encourage you to find ways to help you get there instead of putting their self-limiting beliefs on you to tell you why it can't happen. I love that so much. And one of the things that I just resonated with what you said about having this massive audacious goal that sometimes it's like, I, I, sometimes when I tell my my vision to people, which is like to speak on a stage of 90,000 people here in London, the biggest stage there is. And it, for me, just saying it like gives me goosebumps. And I get like, uh, sometimes I don't even believe in myself, but it's such a massive goal that I that I force myself to believe every single day that it's just it's just crazy when you delusionally believe in yourself so much and your vision and your dreams it just almost naturally it's almost as if the people that come into your life they take that part of your energy and they feel like wow like this guy is just crazy you know he has this massive goal this massive ambition and they kind of take part of that but for those people that maybe they're they're a bit lost let's say someone listening right now they're feeling a bit lost they don't know what their passion is they don't know what it is that's driving them in their life or what it is that they really love doing how can someone find I guess that their passion or I call it the purpose yeah you know one of the things I recommend people do is think about when you were a child what did you love to do before people were telling you what you were supposed to do right Mm -hmm. so for me I used to love being up on a stage now fast forward when I became 18 years old Someone said to me, what, are you going to be an actress or something? No, that's ridiculous. And I thought, okay, you're right. I should go into corporate America. So somewhere along our path in life, we all had a passion, something innately in us that we were drawn to, that we loved doing, that really felt magical. And somehow many of us got pulled off course. So it's about reconnecting with what that is. Now, maybe you're going to say, all right, I'm in finance. And Heather, I like to paint as a kid. I can't paint. Well, who says, right? So it's about if that is the case, maybe you go to nine to five accounting. And then when you come home, you start painting at night. Maybe you start doing little painting shows on the weekends. Maybe you start small, but it's about starting and taking action and moving into that space where you do feel alive, where you do feel so connected. Time goes by and you don't even know it. The more time you spend in your purpose and your passion, the more confident and stronger and powerful you'll begin to feel. And the more you're going to start realizing this could become something. I can spend some time here. I am feeling better. I'm not an accountant. I am a painter. And how do we start putting that to work for us? You know, it's first identifying it. And then how can we create this in, you know, to actually be a revenue stream or a business or a partnership, you know, but you've got to take those first steps to find out what is that passion and purpose for you. And another thing that I had success with was asking people in my life, what do you see as unique, special, and different about me? And the responses I got were amazing because sometimes we don't, we look at ourselves with a very harsh lens, you know, that, oh yeah, I'm good at sales and that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But the responses I got back from people weren't about sales. Heather, you encourage me so much. I believe in myself so much more when I'm around you. You help me to get to levels I couldn't imagine. Your energy is contagious. All these things that These were people I worked with back in corporate America, but they weren't talking about my sales expertise. They were talking about how I made them feel. And that really opened my eyes to, wow, I don't just have to be teaching about sales. I could talk about whatever I want. If that is a superpower for me, I need to start stepping into it. And slowly that took me down a path that took four years 
to I finally realized I, my power was stepping on stages speaking. My power was getting behind a microphone and, and having my podcast. My power was writing my book and telling my story and teaching people how they could overcome adversity. There's so many different ways to do it. It's really up to you and, and where you're gravitating towards. So cool. So cool. I love that. So uh, another thing that when you just watch from what you just mentioned now, I'm sure during that journey, you went through a lot of times that you made lots of mistakes. You failed so much. Was there a time where you just felt like just like I, I can't do it no more? Like was there a time where you just felt like it's too much? Because, you know, being a single mom, I, I can only imagine like it must have been so hard for you to look after your son, to, you know, to do your business, to go after your, your, your passion and your purpose. And during all that journey, I'm surely like you felt like you, you must have felt like, man, this is just too much. I just feel like just packing it in. What, what did you do? Yeah, about more, more in the beginning, you know, after you've been doing something a little longer, you start figuring out more opportunities and you just get better. You're getting experience. You're creating a larger network in this new space. So it, it doesn't happen as much now. I still have failures. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't make me doubt that I can't succeed. However, the first year I went out on my own, I doubted myself that entire year. Every time something difficult or challenging would come up, I'd say, oh my gosh, should I just go get a job in corporate America? Maybe I should go back. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I'm being crazy. Why do I think this is going to work? I'm not a writer. I'm not an author. I would second guess myself. And here's the problem. I went away for the weekend, Labor Day weekend last year, which was one year into being out on my own. And I was talking to my girlfriend's husband, who's older than me, much more successful than me, and farther down the entrepreneurial road than me. Those are the people you want to be around. And I was explaining to him, well, I don't know. The book's doing okay, but maybe I'm not really supposed to be an entrepreneur. Maybe I should actually keep some conversations going in corporate America and keep that door open. And he said, stop. Hang on a second. It's like you're standing by the side of a river saying, well, I could jump over there and I know there's this great world over there, but I'm not sure that I want to do it right yet. Maybe I'll put one foot over there and see how that feels, but I'm not really going to go all in. I'm going to wait and see what happens. He said, here's what's going to happen. The current's going to pick up. You're not going to be able to get over it in another day, another week, another month. So if you don't go jump now, this is your window. You have to go all in. You might as well pack up and just go back. Get committed and get into your vision. Otherwise, just go packing. And he really made me realize that if I was going to do this, I couldn't halfway do it and keep going back and forth because I wouldn't succeed at anything that way. And that's when I came home that night. I'll never forget. I did not I did not have my son that night. I turned on Netflix and the secret, the movie, The Secret was on. And I realized that if I started jumping in wholeheartedly and stating my claim that I was a successful entrepreneur, I am making this happen. I can feel it happening and started believing that wholeheartedly, not halfway like I was before, things were going to start changing. And they did. And then I had John Asraf from The Secret on my show, on my podcast, wow. and spent some time with him. And it's so interesting to see how full circle things have changed and come together for me in the past year. It's, it, it's really true. Hey, so awesome. And the, the fact that the timing was just perfect, right? You switched on Netflix, you saw The Secret, and you watched it. Um, for those people that don't understand or don't believe in the law of attraction what would you say to those people because I know for me personally and throughout my personal growth journey I think the day the first time that my life or I had like a massive paradigm shift was when I stopped giving a shit about what other people think about me that was the first time the second time was 
when I genuinely started believing and, and putting it out there into the universe that I am going to speak on these huge stages, that I am going to one day not work for someone else, that one day I will make my parents proud of me. You know, one day I will travel the world and speak on stages around the world. One day I will inspire millions of people. But when I started genuinely believing it, that's when only, I would say the last two years, is when like I started attracting amazing people, amazing opportunities, just everything in my life has just been so much more greater in the last two years. And I think it's because I started putting it out there and believing in myself so much more. So for those that are listening now that don't really understand this concept of law of attraction, what would you say to them? I was you, right? So I was in corporate America. I thought people like that must do drugs or they were hippies <laughs> or I didn't know. I thought they were flakes. Yeah. I thought, you know what? They don't have a good enough job. They're not making a lot of money and they don't understand corporate America and the business game. That's really what I would think. I was judging them. And the reason why I was just so closed off. So it's about asking you to just be willing to open your mind just a little bit to that we don't have all the answers, right? And I think we all know that. All of us know we don't have all the answers in the world. We don't know everything. So it's about being a little curious to say, could there be something to this? Possibly, you know, we're both agreeing that this is a real thing. It's affected our lives profoundly and not just ours. It's affected millions. The Secret was, I think, one of the number one best-selling books ever. That's for a reason, right? And so here's the thing is that when you are willing to be a little curious, open your mind just a little bit that you might not have all the answers, you can start really hearing people's stories. And and I truly believe that reviews and recommendations of things, that's fact, that's true. That's what happened to my life. It's what happened to your life. I can tell you that jumping all into the law of attraction is real. We've all been around someone with negative energy. We've all been around someone with positive energy. Who do you prefer to be around, right? So if you decide to shift the frequency that you're running on, it makes sense that you would attract people at that similar frequency, right? I mean, we all know that there's radio stations out there that you need to tune into. It's no different with energy. There are certain people that when I'm around them, I know right away I need to get away from them. That's not my energy. I feel it. You feel it. Everyone, I think, has that sense of maybe you don't think of it as energy. You just say they're not for me. Something's off. Okay. I think that should resonate with people. Well, it's about being consciously aware of that. And, you know, when you're in a negative mindset, going to gratitude to really recenter you and shift that energy will help you. Focusing on the things that you want and claiming them as if they already exist. Nothing bad can happen from that, right? You're not going to get hurt by reading affirmations or reading what you're what you want to achieve and, and putting it into the now. But something really positive could come from it. Some positive shift could come, and then you could start attracting positive people into your life and getting rid of the negative people that are blocking that positive energy is critical in that step. So when you start taking small steps to do this, just try a couple of them because none of them will hurt you. Only good can come from it. And if it makes you feel uncomfortable, well, hey, that means you're growing. Definitely. No, I love that. It's so powerful. And it also, that exactly like you said, like if when, you, when we feel uncomfortable, that's only where the growth occurs. If everything is so easy and we just feel comfortable in life and we just you know, hold hands and sing Kumbaya, as one of my mentors used to say, that's going to be the perfect life for you. But most of the time we have to go through the struggles and the pain and the failures to actually grow from it. Something that I actually wanted to bring up as well that just came to my head right now when you were speaking was I watched a video of your podcast with David Meltzer as well, actually. And I loved what he shared with you in that episode when he was talking about the water. 
And he said that he, <laughs> that was like, I was like, wow. And David Meltzer is an amazing guy. I love, he's all about, he's basically law of attraction in a human being film. Like he's all about vibrations and positive energy. But he, he was talking about the water and how he, he basically says positive things to water before he drinks it. And that, those vibrations and those, that positive language that he uses towards drinking or saying or thinking, he says, to the water, really changed his life in like the last year, he said. Because he believes like our thoughts and the positive vibrations that are coming out of our energy, he believes in the chemicals, etc., that goes in the water. And the water just tastes like energized, I guess. Um, that I found really curious, actually, and I wanted to try it myself. I'm just curious. I'm just going to ask you, actually. Have, did you try it? Or... Yeah. And I mean, listen, I don't know if that's working for me yet or not, but there's nothing bad that can come out of me talking yeah. to my water and speaking my positive <laughs> truths in, into the world. It's similar to, he also believes in tracing where you take your finger and run it along, you know, messaging oh, yeah. on a wall or, you know, all of these things. He's not a charlatan that's asking you to give him a million dollars and he's going to send you a voodoo doll and it's going to fix your <laughs> life. These are things that cost nothing. There's zero risk. You can't get hurt. So, I'm of the mindset, I'll give things a shot. If I can't get hurt, it doesn't cost me anything. It can only bring me good. Why wouldn't I try? And, and he also shares, you know, there is science behind if you speak nicely to plants, they grow healthier. If you speak negatively to plants, they die sooner. These are real things that we can see in controlled environments that have been shown. So there's something to it. I don't really understand all of it yet, but to me, all these things are, they're, they're worth giving it a shot. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's no harm. And he always talks about there's no doing, trying things that have no risk, right? Of course, we still right. have to take risk in life. But he's talking about in general, when it comes to our growth, it's also important just to try things that are free, as he said, that, are, um, that basically have no risk because we never know what's going to work, what's not going to work right, until we try. Absolutely. Um, something else I actually want to, um, I'm, I'm just curious to know from you actually, Heather, is, you know, if let's say somebody is in the mindset right now of overthinking a lot, um, how does one actually stop overthinking? Because that's something that a lot of people ask me personally. Well, first of all, I think that's about doubting yourself, right? So mm -hmm. it's, that's really the root. If you're overthinking things, it's because you're doubting something about yourself. So tuning into your inner voice, your intuition, taking action on that, whatever that may be. And journaling has been a great way for me to learn my inner voice, start listening to it, and then allowed me to start acting on it. What I've learned is anytime I act on my inner voice, good things happen. Anytime I listen to myself and move forward with it, something positive happens. Anytime I hear my inner voice and I don't act on it, not so good things happen. So journaling's allowed me to, to track that and, and show that and celebrate those moments so much so that now I hear my inner voice all the time. I instinctively know what I need to do and I act on it immediately. And I want everyone to get to that place because then you won't have to overthink. The other thing I would say is this, done is better than perfect. When I was writing my first book, I remember I was back and forth and this cost for an editor and this cost for that. And I finally just said, forget it. I'm done. It's going to publishing now. 
at some point you would just have to say having it out to the world speed to market with my ideas is more important than having perfection. Mm -hmm. And it turns out there's three errors in my book. And now I use it as a game. If anyone can catch the three errors, send me an email. I'll buy you my video course as a thank you. Right? So make it fun. Make your flaws work for you instead of against you. But I look back to the people that I knew in business in corporate America, and there was plenty that were perfectionists. And they're still sitting miserable at those cubicle desks, trying to find a way to come up with the next perfect idea. And then they're paralyzed with fear and never move forward where I've been fired, fallen down, broken, rebooted, done a million different things. But here I am living a really positive, successful life. And done will always be better than perfect in my book. I do a free accountability partner program on my website. Someone emailed me and said, Heather, do you realize there's spelling errors? I said, no, but I'm not an editor, so it doesn't (laughs) affect me at all. I said, what I do know is I get great feedback that people are saying it's really helping them. I said, are you an editor? And the woman said, I am. It drives me crazy. I said, well, then do you want to fix my stuff for me so that, you know, it can get better? And she did. She said, I will fix the, I'll fix the issues. I'll send it back to you. That way you can upload it and have it, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm open to that all day long, but those things don't stop me. I celebrate them. It's what makes me, me and speed to market will always be critical in success in business and in life. And I will always choose done over perfect every time. I love that. I, I so love that because something that one of my mentors taught me uh, like around three or four years ago was every time we feel like we're in a state of overthinking or we have doubt or we're in a state of fear, he told me to ask myself this one question. And this one question, honestly speaking, Heather, has changed my life and it, and it does on a daily basis. And it's this one question. He goes, every time you have that, those, those thoughts come into your mind, ask yourself, what would I do if I was 10 times bolder right this moment? So he calls it a B10XP movement. So B10 times bolder. So he just says, every time you have these thoughts of fear, doubt, you're not sure, you're overthinking things, just stop in the moment and just go into your head and just ask yourself, what will I do if I was 10 times bolder right now? And the answer is, I'll do it now. I'll, 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 be, I'll, I'll ask that person out or I'll, I'll edit that thing or I'll put that video out there or I'll stop making excuses on uh, writing down my gratitude. Whatever it is, he just means it's, it's, a, it's like a trigger in our brain and psychologically it's proven that when we ask ourselves questions inside our brain, we tend to stop overthinking and just go into a flow of action. And it's so important. Like another thing that's helped me a lot is Mel Robbins' five-second rule which is literally just forcing myself every time I don't want to wake up in the morning to go to work, just open my eyes and just like five, four, three, two, one, bang, I rock it up from my bed and I go into the shower and I just get changed and I get ready because I know the more, like most of the people that I know today, they, they're not doing stuff. They have so many creative ideas, but they're not in the motion of action because they are limiting themselves and stopping themselves because of the overthinking and or the kind of laziness, which I think stems from overthinking. Um, Absolutely. That's something that's really powerful. And maybe you can try it out sometimes as well. It's really helped me a lot, genuinely. And I think a lot of, the, a lot of my followers, they know about this because I made loads of videos about it and I, and, I, and I kind of share everything I learned with them. Um, but something else that just come to my head, which again, I'm not overthinking, but I have a lot of things that I love asking when it comes to podcasts. Like I just have these ideas and thoughts that come into my head. But I just, I just say it. So something I wanted to ask you also is that for someone that is 
shy, okay? Because again, my story was I was super shy and I became super confident. So for someone that's shy right now and listening to this podcast and they're, they, they don't like speaking to people, they don't like networking, they don't know how to surround themselves with the people we surround ourselves with, how do they get up and do something about that? You have to realize everyone starts as a beginner first. I didn't like it either. Who likes going to a cocktail hour when the reality is you'd rather be at home in the gym, you'd rather be back with your family? You know, there's a million different places you'd rather be. But here's the thing. I, if I'm going to spend the time to be there, right, if you have to be there, then you might as well make it work for you. Number one, put your phone away. That is the easiest way to hide is to just sit and look and answer messages and go on social media and stand yeah. in the corner and no one's going to talk to you because you're behind the phone and no one can see you. So put the phone in your purse or in your pocket. Do not take it out. You know, make a decision ahead of time. Google people that are going to be at the event you're going to ahead of time, because then you can have an icebreaker to speak to someone. So may, people like to talk about themselves. Yeah. So I would you know, research people ahead of time and figure out this one has two kids. I'd walk up to them and say, oh my gosh, I hope you're not missing any sporting events tonight so that we could be here at this cocktail <laughs> party. Gosh knows I am. And then they'll say, oh, you know what? I am too. Jeez, Heather, I can't, how'd you know I had kids? Oh my gosh, I heard about that. How old are they? Next thing you know, you're in a full-blown conversation with someone. You know, pick out things that you genuinely like about people and give them a genuine compliment. Wow, you've got a fantastic smile. How do I get teeth like that? Someone will be happy to tell you, oh my gosh, I whiten my teeth all the time. I had braces for four years. People want to talk about themselves and they don't want to be there either. So you are actually lessening the blow when you start a conversation with somebody. So if you're going to spend the time to show up somewhere like a cocktail party, put it to work for you. You never know what great contact you might get out of there, what business you might land, you know, and I usually give myself a goal, Heather, I want you to leave tonight with a minimum of five new contacts. That forces me to walk up to at least five people. I know at least one of them will be a, a decent couple minute conversation. And you know what? I'm not sitting on my phone scrolling and hiding because anything that you do, you need to do with practice. And the more you practice this and do it, yeah, everyone starts as a beginner. It's tough at first, but the only way to get over it and break through is to keep showing up and trying. I definitely, I 100% agree. Because I think, again, like I said earlier on as well, if we don't try and we don't get out of that shell, because I know like for me personally, when I when I was the shy person, you know, I couldn't speak to women. I was so shy. I was so scared. I was like, what the hell are they going to say about me? I look funny. I can't even speak English properly. They'll, they'll probably like make up all these funny things about in my head. I'm making these stories up, right? It's not actually true. Um, but then, you know, one, when I found personal growth and I started reading the books and I started following the mentors online and I started, you know, indulging myself in actually wanting to learn and change this shy state. Today, people talk to me all the time and say, how are you so confident? How do you have the guts to say this to people? Um, how did you get this person on your podcast? You know, like, because I, I just believe in one thing and it's something that, that I actually learned from David Meltzer, which is if you don't ask, you don't get like, I, I genuinely believe, I genuinely believe that if we don't ask for help in our life or guidance, then nobody will ever give it to you. Nobody's waiting on social media to just reach out to you and say, I want you to come on my podcast, right? It, it, things like that in our life doesn't happen unless we put ourselves in a situation where we've, we're being of service, we're giving value, we genuinely want to help, we're giving those genuine compliments. Those little things all add up. And as you said, the little research that you do beforehand, before you meet someone or get them on your podcast or whatever it is, all of that stuff matters. And I think that's how we genuinely create some kind of rapport with each other, right? Absolutely. 
So I love that. So Heather, I know we're going to probably come up to running out of time. So I want to go into the last four questions that I usually ask all my guests. And it's basically the first answer that comes into your head. And I'm excited to see where this goes with you because everybody has different perspectives. And I always love getting into in getting into flow with these questions. So the first question I have for you, which is specifically for you, I think you kind of answered it earlier on, but in one sentence, how does a person react to negativity in their life? How should they react to negativity in their life, I should say? Well, I mean, negativity comes in a number of different ways, right? So it can come from family members who are afraid for you and they're acting like they want to protect you. I got that when I was launching my book. My family said, no, you shouldn't do this. It's too much of a risk. All, you know, a million different reasons. I thank them for their self-limiting beliefs and I hand them back to them because I'm not going to take those on. Now there's negativity by way of haters, right? On social media, when you're doing something different and unique, haters are going to show up. That is a good sign. That means you're starting to get a large enough reach that you're outside of your innermost circle where, where people wouldn't attack you. And that means you're starting to get feedback out in the big wide world. And that's really exciting because if we were like everybody else, no one would ever say anything because we would be vanilla. And I'm not vanilla. You're not vanilla. I like that you know I'm the craziest flavor out there because it means I'm doing it differently. I'm shining my light and I'm stepping into who I really am. So thank you so much for the haters. I, I love when they show up. And I remember you speaking about that with Gary, actually. <laughs> and he would say like just to deploy empathy for them because they really must be in a bad place to be com- to be consume your content and then actually replying with a negative comment they really must That's be in true. a bad place so just deploy empathy for them i love that thank you so much for sharing that the second question i have for you is, a, is an interesting one actually but what one video or documentary or movie have you ever seen that's genuinely impacted you other than the secret because you shared that one already <laughs> the secret i mean the secret really did I, I just saw a documentary about bill gates on netflix that i thought was oh, that so was- interesting and gaining some insight into his perspective what drives him and watching him go through his process that i thought that was really good too amazing cool so i'm, I'm definitely put let everyone know to go and um, check that because i've seen that as well and i think it's amazing to get into his head and to see his perspective of how a billionaire actually thinks right it's amazing yes um, okay, I love that. So the next question is, which one book now, because I know there's probably more than one, but which one book would you genuinely recommend everyone to go and read that's had some kind of a positive impact in your life? Yeah, The Third Story by Flip Flippin. It's a really interesting book about how we are believing and telling a story that never was true. It's one that we were born into and how you can rewrite it and change it. Wow, amazing. I'll also... Um, gonna check that out myself because I've never heard of it actually. Sounds interesting. Um, and the last I question I had him on my podcast, you can listen to him on my podcast. Okay, He's really well, good. Amazing. What was his name? Could you say his name? Flip again? Flip Flippin. Flip Flippin. Yes. Wow, that's a cool name. <laughs> it's a cool name. Um, okay, so the last question I have for you, Heva, before we end the episode is something that gets a bit deeper, but if you can spend a few hours with anyone in the world, whether they're dead or alive to learn from their wisdom, who would that one person be and why? Hmm. I guess right now, the first person that popped in my mind is Oprah. You know, this woman built, she's the first true media brand, media company, and she came from nothing, overcame so much adversity, not only from poverty, but from sexual issues. And she's had so 
much adversity. However, she just seems unshakable, but she doesn't, I don't see her out much anymore, so much being interviewed. And I would love the chance to sit down and, and ask her questions. I think that would be really an interesting conversation. But what's, why would you say her though? Because there's so many other people you could have chosen. But why Oprah? I know she, like her story. Uh, she just popped, she popped into my head. So. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Fair enough. That's amazing. Someone, a couple other guests actually said Oprah as well. Um, and she's, as you said, she's amazing. Like what she's gone through, where she is today. It would be so amazing to imagine just sit down and just, just pick her brain and, and go back into the, those um, kind of times in her life that really made her become the person she is today. That's super cool. Right. Um, but Heather, thank you so much for being on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. I'm super grateful for your time. How can everyone reach out to you um, to ask you for any help, guidance, um, to check out your book, of course, they have to. I'm also going to go buy it myself. But how can everyone reach out to you and um, get in touch if, they, if they're if they looking for some kind of help or guidance in their life? Sure. I'm on social media at Heather Monahan. My website is heathermonahan.com. And my book is Confidence Creator. And my podcast is Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan. And you can catch my TEDx talk. It's on YouTube. It's on my website. It's on all of my social handles. So definitely check it out. It's you 10 minutes it that you will love. <laughs> <laughs> you have to check out the TED Talk, honestly, guys. If you're still listening right now, her TED Talk was amazing. It's, and it's only 10 minutes, actually, right? That's right. And, but it was 10 minutes full of wisdom. And just the way she got fired from her job and how she... I'm not going to spoil it. You guys have to go <laughs> You guys have to go and watch it. It's amazing. But Heather, thank honestly, you. thank you so much for being on the show. I'm super grateful. And if I can ever be of service to you, please let me know. I'm always here for, for, for you and for everyone else that's in your network as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. No worries. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay, you too. All right. Bye-bye. If you're still there, I just want to say a massive thank you for your attention and your time. It really means a lot to me. Please do me one favor and subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this. It would honestly mean the world to me. Thank you so much once again. I hope that this episode brought value and inspiration into your life and I'll see you guys next week.